sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. There's millions of people around the country saying, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so about this Gonzaga team. And, you know, they're just going to have to live with that. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks on this Wednesday, April 7th, right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, your local radio affiliate on this, again, Wednesday, April 7th, hump day. What's up, LLs? Yours truly sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here on an Opposite Picks Wednesday. Well, Stanky's do it again. Buffalo does it again. Chip off the old nugget. This is why you can't bet big in the NBA. 76ers, A game, better than Boston's, undressing the Boston Red Sox. Uh, we're left with the say, hey, kid. Uh, A's continue to get F's, and uh, this is why he's working at the four-letter network and not an NFL team. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets again right here on this Wednesday, April 7th. What's up, LLs? Uh, still kind of dealing with the uh, after effects of COVID here as we uh, continue to cough away our morning, uh, but feeling much, much better. Thank you very much. Do appreciate the, the few people that actually emailed me pertaining to the radio show versus the uh, the podcast, but uh, feeling a lot better. Actually, it's uh, been uh, over two weeks, almost three weeks now. I think it'll be actually three weeks probably tomorrow since I had my first, first, first symptoms. And I'm I'm almost I'm I'm coming down the home stretch, uh, you know the the back stretch, uh, uh, the final four holes, if you will, you know, Amen's corner is coming up for uh, yours truly with the COVID. So feeling a, a lot better. Uh, that's and that's cool. That, that is definitely getting everyone gets it differently and. Um, I didn't necessarily believe uh, it, not that I doubted it existed, but it's like, yeah, no big deal. I probably had it before. How many times have I told people? And they've said, yeah, I probably had it before. I didn't even realize it. I, I doubt it. I, I doubt that very much. If you have it, you you realize you have it. So anyway, a uh, good day of uh, betting all around uh, last night. You had some baseball stuff, as uh, we heard. <clears throat> we had uh, some NBA. We got some NHL. Got some football stuff to get to, uh, and got interesting little take on uh, the little the baseball stuff, the nonsense that's going on with the All Star game and everything else. So uh, we'll get to all that, um, you know. Plus, we have our opposite picks coming up second hour, as we always do. For those that don't know. You know, we always do our ops picks, uh, hour number two, right around 6.40 Eastern time, right after that break. We got our pyramid of winners. We started our second uh, parlay, our 16 parlay, which we hit five legs to in our first one, and then we lost with the Minnesota Wild two days ago. That killed it. Rats. Yeah, you don't get any... Uh... 
consolation prize for getting five out of the six. So we started a new one last night, and it hit. And we really should have had two plays last night, uh, but we only went with one. No rule. You could have three. You could have all six if you want. But one of the beauties of it is it's an open parlay, so you can only have one. You can have none if you want to. And that's what we like to do, try and complete a six-teamer and get uh, nice odds. All right, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, just getting underway. And really, uh, you know, we were kind of scrambling yesterday. Because I was up late, and I don't know, I just uh, had a brain freeze, I suppose. Um, we didn't do our play of the day. We, we gave out all our pyramid winners, but I don't think we gave out absolute, absolute one winner. But one of those should have been the Stankies. Boy, it is amazing the numbers that they have against the Baltimore Orioles. You know, we had that just to show, as I say all the time, like if you were only, only, only playing one, if you're really, really, <clears throat> and how many of us really are, but if you're really, really into, I'm just doing this to win money. Not for the action, not for the juice, not to get away from the family, not to get away from the wife, and not just because I like sports and it's, you know, it's fun. You know, you just want to win money, which you would think everyone is in that boat, but really we're not. Uh, but if you were. You know, the Yanks were the play last night, and they continue to be the play. The numbers they have over the Orioles are mind-boggling. Now, listen, the Yankees have been good over the last three, four years, and the Orioles have been atrocious. So, you know, know that's built in. You're not two even-keeled teams, and one just dominates the other. I mean, there's a precursor to that. But, you know, the Yankees are now, after last night's 7-2 win, 31-6 and their last 37 games against the Orioles. 31 and 6 over four different seasons. I mean, that is amazing. And then, you know, the kicker to it all is out of those 31 wins, 26, all but five, have come by two runs or more. I mean, you know, if you don't want to lay the three to one, I get it fully which is why I told you last night, you know, the later run and a half. I mean, they they just destroy Baltimore. I mean, it is just amazing how you could see the difference between a really good team and a really bad team. You know, that really bad team throughout the course of a season, we all know, going to win 60-plus games. And, you know, any kind of series, they're capable of winning one out of three or whatever the case may be. But this Oriole team never, ever ever even competes let alone wins against the Yankees I mean I don't know what it is but they love to kill them and they do 7-2 last night after winning 7-0 on Monday night and they're playing again tonight cha-ching cha-ching you bet you gotta be right back on board lay the run on the half Uh, just getting it away opposite picks on a Wednesday morning sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com now are you really gonna pass all that up this is the sports grid radio network Start off against Jay Bruce. High fly ball, deep right field. Santander back on the track. He's at the wall. See ya. Home run, Bruce. The Bruce is loose. That's why they got him. It's one nothing Yankees. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Yankees do win last night, seven to two, 
As the Yanks uh, straight up win, Yankees uh, in the first five innings win, Yankees laying a run and a half win, Yankees over four and a half runs turned out to be a winner. Thank you very much, uh, Aaron Judge, with another meaningless home run. A three-run blast in the eighth inning that made it a 7 nothing game. From 4 nothing. it was uh, going to appear to end. Uh, and uh, you know, even if you lay two and a half runs, getting plus 110, which the line was, you were a winner. I, I mean, it's just it, – I'm going to have to go back and uh, – you know, I did all the numbers there, but I should have gone back and seen how much the Yankees outscored. Now, it's going to be a lot. When you beat them 31 out of 37 games, you know, 31 to 6, you're going to outscore them a lot. But I'm telling you, uh, all but five of those games have been won by two runs or more. And a, and a lot of those, like last night and Monday night, 7 nothing, 7-2. I mean, I, I don't know what it is outside of the obvious. You know, Yanks are good and, and the Orioles stink, but... Still, you know, Orioles stink, and they still have swept the series against the Red Sox. I mean, they have shown some ability, but, man, and they play again tonight. Go, I don't care who's pitching, where they're playing, why they're playing. You know, it's one of those scenarios. You don't get a lot of those, but you get some. Just keep playing the stanks. Lay the run and a half. If they happen to win by one run, then, then so be it. No big deal. I'm not laying three to one or two and a half to one in a baseball game. But, boy, they just, uh, they, they just crushed them. So Yankees Radio Network and TV Network there uh, with John Sterling and his infamous calls there. I uh, couldn't wait to hear what he was going to have for, for Bruce. Ooh, wow, that was exciting. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, speaking of our beloved Red Sox, as uh, we continue along here on a uh, Wednesday morning, 14 past the hour, Red Sox rally not once, not twice, but three times and beat the Devil Dogs last night. How about that? They were down a run, bottom of the ninth inning. They tied the game. They give up a run in the, I want to say the 11th, the 10th or the 11th, one of the two, uh, and uh, they come back and they tie the game. They give up another run at the top of the 12th, and uh, J.D. Martinez, uh, the one Red Sox player who's actually done well at the plate, uh, strokes an RBI double just over a ro- Rosarina's head, two-run score, and the Red Sox win 6-5. to five. That's a good win. I don't think a win like that occurred all of last year for Boston. All. And now, listen, I, I'm not in a delusion uh, thinking as a Red Sox fan they're going to be any good. Uh, they're not. But that's, you know, in one week, the Red Sox had a more dramatic and inspiring win than they had all of uh, last year's uh, 60 crazy game season. So maybe there is. Maybe we've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, go for it. That, that's baseball, right? That's why I tell you all the time you got to let this stuff breathe a little bit. You got to figure out who's good, who's not good. Uh, the Red Sox get swept at home against last place, got off of Baltimore. And then they have the Devil Dogs, who, uh, you know, made the playoffs last year, took two or three from Miami. They come into town. You think, all right, Boston, you know, is going to lose, right? And then they take the first two games of this series. You, you lose three straight to Baltimore, but you beat Tampa Bay two in a row. I go, go figure. So let it, uh, I tell you, let it breathe. There's other stuff. We got hockey. We got NBA. You know, we got the uh, the golf. Although I'm not really a big golf better. Uh, but you got the golf this, this weekend. You got auto racing if you want to. Now, I know it's not easy to do, especially with all these afternoon games. You want to have juice on all this stuff, but. I'll give you the numbers again. Uh, I usually wait to the end, but no, no big deal. When you look at uh, you know five of the best teams, six of the best teams, and then six of the worst teams. Uh, best teams: Yankees, Red Sox, White Sox, Oakland, Atlanta, St. Louis. Right, five of those playoff teams, and then the Red Sox. They're combined now eleven and twenty. Eleven and twenty. Orioles 
Phillies, Angels, Tigers, Seattle, Kansas City. Six of the worst teams in baseball, although I, I do think the uh, the Phillies will be pretty good. And they should have made the playoffs last year, but they didn't. So six non-playoff teams for last year. They're now a combined 19 and 11. So through last night's games, obviously. So go figure. You know, Yanks, White Sox, A's, all those playoff teams, Atlanta, 11 and 20. And then, uh, you know, six of the worst teams in all of baseball are 19 and 11. Let it let it just sit there if you can uh, for a month or, or do systems like we do, like our bet on the Dodgers, bet against the Pirates system. Although that's not working out right now, I got to tell you. Uh, as the, the Dodgers beat Oakland last night, what well, the A's are winless still. Playoff team from last year where they 0 5 now. Uh, they lost again, and they're not even close to winning these games. But if you bet on the Dodgers every day, you lost game number one against Colorado, so you're automatically in a hole to, uh, 215. And uh, since then, one, two, three, four straight wins. So you're plus 185. Not bad. If you bet against the Dodgers, obviously, um, then uh, actually, you know what? The one, two, three, four, five. I didn't put the last night's win in there, did I? Uh, no, I did not. So you're plus another hundred. Let's uh, let's update this on the fly here. So you're actually plus two eighty five. Not bad. Uh, it takes one loss to, to wipe that all out, but uh, that's okay. Uh, so you're up to two eighty five. If you bet against the Dodgers uh, every single day, you're minus two fifteen. So. You need some work to do again, but that takes one win. Uh, one, one. That's all this. Betting on the Pirates, they lost. Yeah, boy, they are going to be bad. Um, uh, you'd be one and four minus two ten if you bet uh, against the Pirates every single day. You'd be four and one plus one ninety. So so far, <clears throat> public sentiment: Pirates got awful, Dodgers great. Uh, you'd be winning money. But we're going to continue that, you know, for at least the first half of the season and see how things go. Someone asked me to do that with the Red Sox as well. Maybe we'll do that also, or uh, with the uh, uh, with the Stankies as well. Uh, maybe we'll do that with the Stankies as well. But so far, public is winning in, uh, in in baseball. So Red Sox rally three times. They beat Tampa Bay. Uh, this Badu guy from the Detroit Tigers, boy, what what a breath of fresh air he is for Detroit baseball fans. Another game winning RBI single. Uh, beat the Twinkies in uh, 10 innings last night, 4-3. to three. Good day for uh, dramatics last night in baseball. Uh, Bado gets the RBI winning single for the Tigers. Uh, Juan Soto with the game-winning RBI single for the Nats as they get their season underway, beat the Braves 6-5. to five. You got the uh, J.D. Martinez hit that I told you about, um, you know, as the Red Sox rally for a third time. They win an extra innings. Uh, Yadier Molina gets a tie break in uh, sack fly. Cardinals beat the Fish. Marlins 4-2. to two. Uh, There was another one thrown in there somewhere along the line. Uh, Oh, Carlos Correa with the two-run homer in the ninth. Uh, uh, Or that's a solo shot, but he still gave uh, the Astros a lead. They win it 4-2 to in the ninth inning. Dramatics there. And uh, I think that was it. Uh, Oh, Arizona. Uh, Three in the 13th. Steven Vogt with a home run. Go-ahead RBI single in the 13th. Big day for him as uh, the Diamondbacks win in Colorado 10-8. Over unders, um, and uh, they, they've we've had more overs than unders. Any thought about baseball, you know, not having you know as many runs this year as last year and in previous years? That's not happened so far. Uh, this week, eight and six last night, not a lot, but eight and six now, 43 overs and 36 unders. Home teams, uh, on the season. 
36 and 36. Not bad. Not not bad. Uh, you, know, they, you know, you talk about the boys in Vegas know what they're doing. <clears throat> Dead even 36 and 36. How remarkable is that? <laughs> that is just funny. Uh, and 43 overs and 36 unders with a couple of pushes thrown in there. So slightly more to the over in a season in which you were supposed to have slightly less runs scored. Jose Abreu, a grand slam last night. White Sox win big over Seattle. I, I will say, and, and the Pirates lost 14-1. to You know, a couple of constants and things that we're, we thought, uh, the Seattle team's going to be bad. Uh, they're going to be bad, and it does look like Pittsburgh is going to be bad. So... Uh, it may be a true test to figure out if we can win money betting on them every single game. All right, just getting underway. Hour number one. We got some NBA. We got more baseball. We got some football stuff to get to. And uh, the all-star situation all coming up. Ops Picks on a Wednesday morning. Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. driven to right field. Rosarena backing up, backing up. It's over his head! It's over his head! And the Red Sox are going to win the game! Two-run score! Boston wins! Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Ah, yes! Red Sox, on the day they unveiled these god-awful, just ugly, you know, you think you hit rock bottom with uh, 2021 and uh, the modernization of different teams and different uniforms and different uh, philosophies and everything else. And then a story like this would come. Did you see the uniforms that, you know, thank you very much for nothing, Nike, you know, getting involved with Major League Baseball last year. So every team has these, you know, retro uniforms, which are pretty cool. Some are, some are just, you know, some NFL retro uniforms are just God ugly. I mean, every time I see the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, those things are just ugly. Anybody thinking those things are like good or would ever wear one of those Pittsburgh Steelers uniforms. You got to be nuts, right? So uh, the Red Sox, Red Sox, not the yellow Sox, not the blue Sox, not the, uh, you know, whatever Sox. It's the Red Sox, thanks to Nike, will be wearing uniforms if you, uh, they've been compared to on many on social media and in stories as UCLA. Uh, those are the same colors. Yeah, no red, yellow and sky blue. A combination of the two for Boston Red Sox uniforms. And you just talk about ugly. It's like a spastic bumblebee. I mean, it's just what in the world is that? You know who to blame, don't you? Yeah, LeBron James. Put it on his plate. You know, he wants to take credit. He wants to be involved in Major League Baseball. He wants to say he's got to say these things with the Red Sox now that he's, you know, 1%, 2%, whatever he is, uh, uh, ownership. Go, blame it on LeBron. Yeah, there you go, LeBron. Yeah, you, you've been involved with the Red Sox for two weeks, and uh, we started off getting swept by the Orioles for only the second time in team history at home at Fenway Park. Uh, to open up a season, and uh, our, our Red Sox are now turning into the uh, baby blue Bruin Red Sox. Thanks, LeBron. Thank, thank, thanks for nothing. So, but in a day that uh, they unveil these god awful uniforms, 
they do come across with a nice victory to improve to three and two, which is, you know, it's obvious, but uh, sometimes you have to say the obvious one and four versus two and three, big difference. Two and three, you've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. Not bad. One and four, the season's over in my eyes. Uh, you mark down any team right now that's 0 and four, put a fork in them. Oakland 0 and six, they're done. Done. Rockies 1 and 4, they're done. Not that anyone thought anything of the Rockies, but still, they're done. Um, Mets 1 and 1. Marlins 1 and 4, they're done. Uh, whatever they accomplished last year, right out the window. Right out the window. Absolutely. You, you mark it down. Uh, the only one I'd say, man, probably not, the Braves are 0 and 4. Uh, I would think the Braves would still be alive. But all these other teams. Padres late last night in case you missed it, beat the Giants 3-1. to one. They did get some good news as uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is only going to miss about 10 days because he doesn't know how to swing without busting his shoulder. Now, these guys aren't on roids. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. I, I just swing and miss and blow out my uh, my arm and shoulder, that's all. But uh, he's only going to be out uh, supposedly 10 days. That's good news for a guy you invested $300 million with. Uh, White Sox beat up the Mariners 10-4. Uh, Dodgers do down the A's 5-1, to one, who are now 0-6. And, and not only 0-6, but 0-6 at home, no less, losing all those games. So... Tough schedule, I suppose, with Houston and the Dodgers to open up. But if you're a playoff team as they were, you got to win those games. Uh, Diamondbacks uh, beat the Rockies 10-8. to Boy, that Rocky team is going to give up a lot of runs this year. And that ballpark, oh, their, their pitching staff stinks. Texas beat the Blue Jays 7-4. to Brewers 4-0 over the Cubbies. Not exactly sure why the Cubs were such uh, big favorites yesterday. You know, the Red Sox beat uh, Tampa Bay 6-5. to Mets uh, double up the Phillies 8-4. Not even the atrocious Mets bullpen could blow uh, that game last night. Cardinals 4-2 over the Marlins. Reds uh, all over Pittsburgh 14-1. to Tyler Naquin with uh, a homer, uh, two home runs, actually. Seven RBIs says the Reds win big. Reds are 4-1. They might be the surprise of uh, a baseball. Stanky 7-2 over the Birds. Told you the Astros doubled up the Angels 4-2. How's our boy Mike Trout doing? Another spectacular game, I'm sure. Uh, where is Trout? Oh, one for four. Uh, there you go. A couple of RBIs and a strikeout, of course. Can anybody go a day without striking out? He's actually hitting over 300 so far. Nats gave you the walk-off with Juan Soto, beat the Braves 6-5, to five, and then the Tigers yesterday afternoon with uh, Keel Badu uh, getting the walk-off hit, beat the, the Twinkies 4-3. to three. So you're all set on uh, the Major League Baseball stuff. Uh, NBA last night. Uh, you know, kind of a unspectacular night. A um, couple things, though. It is nice, you know, when things that are supposed to happen happen. It's just refreshing. I, I tell you that all the time. Uh, life would be so much easier uh, for those who like to play with the boys in Vegas if it happened that way all the time. Unfortunately, as we all know, that doesn't happen all the time. But the one play that we really, really, if you threw out the point spread, because the point spread was pretty high. It was 12 and a half, and I think it went up to 13 um, with Denver and Detroit. But that was the, as we pointed out with our opposite picks yesterday, that was the perfect storm. It really was. In that um, the Pistons stink to begin with, and that's a little caveat to the whole thing. They played last uh, two nights ago. At Oklahoma City. Now, it wasn't a tough game. They weren't stretched to the limit. They blew them out. But besides the point, they still had to, you know, they were somewhere else. They had to hop on a plane that night, you know, win, lose, or draw. You're still hopping on a plane. You're still flying into Denver either late, late 
late Monday and more than likely early Tuesday morning. Uh, you're getting into Denver. You're then you're going to your hotel and you're checking in. You know, maybe you get a few hours sleep, but your body's all out of whack. And then you got the high altitude to deal with. And then you got to play a red hot Denver Nuggets team. I mean, it was the perfect storm, everything leading towards Denver covering the 11.5 as it settled in point spread, right? And and they did. 134-119, going away. And it was a no-brainer. Uh, Nuggets led by seven after one. They led by 18 at the – check that. They were led by 20 at the half. They led by 23 heading into the fourth quarter. You know, anytime you're laying 11 and a half, you know, you still got to sweat it out a little bit. You know, Detroit outscored them by eight in the fourth, but uh, Denver wins by 15, 134, 119. And, you know, all the analysis and all the breaking down the box scores and all this other mumbo jumbo stuff that we do to find an angle, it's just nice every once in a while to say that, you know, what was supposed to happen actually did. Like, how could you, outside of opposite picks, which is why we do it, and we do have a winning record with it, but, I mean, how could you look at that game and say, boy, I like Detroit? Really? Against the the Nuggets, you know, who are red hot, who have now won 14 of 17. Uh, they're at home, uh, and, and you like the Pistons. And, and why is that? Because they played the night before, and they got to fly in at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning and have to deal with the high altitude and because they've only won six road games out of 27 all year, because they've only won 15 games out of 41 all year. I mean, you, you can't look at that game and say, I like the Pistons. You just can't, right? I mean, so it's nice. Like I said, Denver wins by 15. Um, Joker has 27 last night. It was it was a no-brainer, and then you didn't have to sweat it out. And it's just nice to have that every once in a while. That's all. Because then you get games like the Bucks and Warriors, who we didn't find out until the last minute. Uh, the Greek freak, who's really not Greek, didn't play last night. He's got, uh, you know, an ankle or hamstring or I don't know what it is. It, it, it's rest. And the Bucks lose to the Warriors 122-121. They blew a double-digit fourth quarter lead. They were up 10 with about seven minutes left, laying six and a half, although the line dropped all the way down to uh, two. And as soon as I saw that, it's like, ah, uh, fudge. Um, you know what? Greek Freak's not playing. And uh, lo and behold, he didn't play. Still up double digits. Still with a chance to win it. Covering only you know, a modest number. Uh, but Steph Curry goes off for 41. And uh, the Warriors, who had lost seven of eight, you know, end up uh, coming away with the 122-121 win. They, they win by one as they hit a couple of free throws. And then Milwaukee had no one to get the ball to in the end. And they blew a game that, the you know, I, I just I don't understand. You know, I, he did miss the last game, too. So maybe he actually is, you know, uh, really injured. I kind of doubt it. But, you know, I suppose we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But you just don't know. You know, they were six-and-a-half-point favorites with him playing. They no doubt would have won that game had he played. You know, they're battling supposedly Brooklyn and Philadelphia for the number one spot. They're only two games back. I mean, th these teams just don't care. They just they just absolutely do not care if they finish with home court advantage or without it. They just, you know, and you got to think, you know, two months from now, the NBA, much like some of these Major League Baseball teams, are going to open their doors and allow fans in the stands, you know, so you can't even tell me that, well, there's no one in the stands, so what's the difference? I, I mean, I think there will be, but 
These teams just don't, they don't care. They don't, you know, get me in the playoffs, get me in the postseason. Uh, fans aren't coming to the games now, so we don't have to worry about people, you know, spending hundreds of hours for these tickets and then uh, the superstars not playing. And because of that, uh, th- these guys are resting this year. This is the worst year uh, that they've had uh, by far. It's not even close to some of the other years of, uh, you know, rest and all the other nonsense they want to call it. This year, boy, it is just brutal. Just absolutely brutal. And speaking of which, another brutal loss by the Celtics last night. Philadelphia did have all their players. Celtics had all their players. And Philadelphia won handily. In Boston, no less. That Celtic team, just not good. Just not good. More coming up. Pops and picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 20 free throw attempts. Too many, you put too so many, much pressure. Too, too many misses. I should be a 90% free throw shooter, so, you know, every misses that I have, uh, you know, he, you know, I get pissed off. Uh, that's why they call free throws. And, you know, I love to get to the line. And, you know, I got to take them. I got to knock them down. So, you know, I got to get back in the gym and keep working on those. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. That's Joel Embiid last night. 76ers knock off the Celtics 106 to uh, 96. Game goes under. Embiid goes for 35. Uh, only, if you will, one of five from three point land and uh, 16 to 20 from the uh, charity stripe. So you got a glimpse, a rare, rare, rare glimpse of what the Philadelphia 76ers, I don't know who's played last, probably the Brooklyn Nets. In fact, I know it's the Brooklyn Nets, but still, uh, Philadelphia is not far behind as far as their big two, Embiid and Simmons playing together. It hasn't happened often this year. It's only been seven times in which the Nets' big three, Harden, Curry, and Kyrie have played. Uh, you know, Simmons and Embiid have played more than seven, but it doesn't seem like a whole heck of a lot because every time you turn around, literally one of those two is sitting it out. But they both played last night. They go up to Boston, little Amato Amato, as the Celtics actually had their big three, Smart, Brown, and Walker, and Tatum. Uh, you know, big four of you, or three and a half anyway. I'll give a half to Marcus Smart. They all played last night, and uh, not a good look if you're a Celtic fan as you lose at home uh, by double digits, albeit 10 points, but still, that's double digits. Um, 106 to 96 in a game in which you were down 15 heading into the fourth quarter as well. I, I don't know when we're going to finally give up on this Celtic team, but. They got, you know, at the end of the year, when they get knocked out in the first round, like they more than likely will, or maybe not even make the play. Now, the the one thing, I was going to bring this up the other day. I'd forgot about this. You know, FanDuel has, a, has an opportunity for you to make a couple of shekels here. Let me go to their website, and I'll explain. You know, hopefully they have uh, you know, a bunch of teams up. As I told you, they have a prop, in essence, on whether an NBA team will make the playoffs or not, right? There's a little something that they're forgetting about as well that I have to admit I've forgotten. 
that's leaving the door open for you to make a couple of shekels, you know, to make, a, you know, at least a couple of nice plays, getting value. God, I hate that phrase <laughs> every time. Uh, I, I know I use it as much as anybody, but I just hate that phrase. That is so stupid value. You want value or do you want a winner? I'll give you plenty of value, you know. Uh, I'll give you a, a hundred to one uh, that, uh, you know, the offensive lineman from Oregon is going to be chosen number one overall. You want value? There you go. You never know, right? I'll give you a thousand to one. Is it ever going to happen? No. But if you want value, go ahead. If you want to win or take tre- Trevor Lawrence. All right, Team Futures. Uh, ah, they don't have it today. Oh, no, they didn't. They to make the playoffs. There we go. Um, they have uh, a few teams. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, so they got six teams. Right now, and it dropped a little bit after last night's win. It's amazing how one win can just change the complexion on things. Right now, we'll, we'll use Golden State as the example. Right, Golden State and San Antonio. Both are really good. Uh, if you want to bet right now at FanDuel on the Warriors to make the playoffs, you get plus 164. If you want to bet on San Antonio to make the playoffs, you get plus 310. If you want to bet the Raptors to make the playoffs, they're plus 240. All right, so keep that in mind. Now let's go to the standings, NBA. The Raptors are sitting in the number 9, 10, 11 spot. They are three back of Chicago, but it's the Bulls. Um, somewhere along the line, I think that Raptors team is going to turn things around a little bit. Uh, but they are sitting in the number 11 hole. So uh, they are on the outside looking in clearly. Golden State, after their win last night, sitting in the number 10 hole. One game ahead of the Pelicans. Uh, and then the third team we gave you was, who was the third team? San Antonio. The Spurs at plus 310 to make the playoffs are sitting in the number nine hole. Well, that's, you know, that's all three teams got. Right now, if the playoffs were to start, they wouldn't be in the postseason. Ah, not quite so fast as the saying goes. They would be kind of in the postseason. What do you mean? Remember this year, it's not the top eight. It's the top 10. So as long as you finish in the top 10, you have a chance to make the playoffs. So when you're making that bet on FanDuel of, and I'll explain that in a second, of the Raptors at plus 240, the Spurs, more importantly, at plus 310, even Golden State at 164, you have, in my eyes anyway, three teams that theoretically won't be losing on purpose. Like I, I think there's too many veteran players. Uh, I think Steph Curry's been in this game too long to be trying to lose on purpose. I think you're going to get an honest effort. The Warriors might not be good enough to finish in the top 10, but I don't think they're going to be losing games. Uh, Toronto, same thing. You know, two years ago, they won the championship. They still have some key pieces on that team. They got a lot of youngsters playing. Um, you know, and I'm not sure what the situation is with Kyle Lowry. He's been out there for a little while, but I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to be really trying to win. Nick Nurse two days ago came out and said, yes, we're not tanking. We want to win. And in San Antonio with Popovich, you know, you, you'd like to think that, uh, you know, they are trying to win as well. I, I don't think they see value in finishing a game or so out of a playoff spot and getting a 10th or 12th or 13th overall pick in the draft. That's basically worthless in the NBA. So I, I think you'll see them try legitimately to make the postseason. Unlike the Clevelands and the Detroits and Sacramento's and some of these other god-awful teams. 
So to, to put it all uh, together, you don't have to finish in the top eight. In fact, the top eight really doesn't give you that that much a better chance, a little bit. But don't forget this year, the team that finishes seventh plays the team that finishes eighth. The winner of that play-in game makes the playoffs. Teams that finish ninth plays the team that finishes tenth. The winner of that game then plays the loser of the 7-8 game. And then the winner of that contest makes the playoffs. So, one, you're not locked in at 7 or 8 to automatically make the playoffs this year. And you're not eliminated at 9 or 10. you got to get in this little playoff series. So, 7 faces 8, winner there in the postseason. The loser then takes on the winner of that 9-10 game. And the loser of that 9-10 game is out. You get one crack at it. So... When I'm sitting there at San Antonio plus 310 and Toronto and even Golden State to a lesser extent now at only plus 164, but that was plus two and change yesterday. It's amazing. Um, that's not a bad play, you know, be, because the idea, you know, as I always say, I hedge. I, I think you're an idiot if you don't hedge. If I could sit on a San Antonio Spurs plus 310 right now ticket and they're playing in one of those seven, those, you know, seven, eight or nine, 10 games, I got a fighting chance. You know, I, I got to, you know, only got to win in 7 8. You know, I got to win one time. And then, uh, you know, basically, if I lose, I got another chance. I got to win one out of two. And if you're in a 9 10 game, well, you know, I'll take my chances. You got to win twice, but you're not eliminated this year. Don't forget about that. You know, so little different rules. It was so successful last year, I suppose. They've said, let's do this again this year. I mean, we're playing, you know, 72 games and we're going to be eliminating literally five teams. I mean, it's, it's almost worthless. But those are the rules. So plus 240 with Toronto, you know, they got some work to do. But San Antonio specifically, plus 310. And and maybe we can get Golden State to lose another game or two, get that over the 240, 250 mark. And then you're holding on to a ticket. And then then you got to say, you know, are they going to finish in the top 10? That's all you need. You know, not top eight anymore, top 10. So it's not bad. And you look at the West – you know, you look at some of those other teams. If you're San Antonio, you're sitting there at nine. You're really only fighting probably one other team, maybe two. You know, Minnesota is dead. Houston is dead. OKC's dead. They're not making any run. Um, you got Sacramento at, at 22 and 29. You know, I suppose theoretically they're there, but, eh, you know, they've lost four in a row. They're, they're Sacramento. They stink. You don't have to worry about them if you're Golden State. Uh, the Warlands would be the one. You have, to me, three teams for two slots. Now, let's just say Dallas and Memphis, you know, they're a couple games over 500. They're seven and eight. Then you got nine San Antonio, and then you got 10 Golden State at 24 and 27. And then the 11th spot a team that could upset the whole situation is New Orleans at 22 and 28. And they should be a lot better than 22 and 28. Th- that they are. You know, the Kings are seven games uh, under 500. So you really only have to worry about the New Orleans Pelicans if you're San Antonio and Golden State to get into those play-in game situations. And you're probably not going to catch Portland. In fact, you won't catch Portland in the number six spot, which really just locks up um, a playoff spot. And keep that in mind. You know, something to make note of down the stretch here. When you're playing these NBA games, 
you're going to have more drama on who finishes fifth, sixth, and seventh than you are who finishes first, second, or third in both conferences. Why? Because if you finish sixth, you've made the postseason. You finish seventh, you got to deal with that play-in game. And who knows, if you're the Dallas Mavericks and you finish, uh, or, or you're the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, probably more realistically, you finish seventh, and, you know, are the Grizzlies capable of losing the 7-8 game and then, uh, you know, facing Golden State, we'll say, in the second contest and lose that one? Absolutely. You know, they're, they're more than capable. So just keep, you know, make note of that. These teams, and you got a lot of them because it's so jumbled this year, that are in that four, five, six, seven, eight, nine range, play those teams. Make a list of five or six teams and say, we're going to play these teams. Because one, they have incentive to make the top 10. And more importantly, though, they have incentive to finish in the top six. Nobody wants to deal with that playing nonsense. You know, to, to be able to finish sixth versus seventh and get an automatic opening round series in. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely keep an eye on that stuff. So you know, you forget about all the rules and all the goofiness that goes on in the NBA. Um, but you know, in the East, Atlanta's got 24 losses. Top three or top three, whatever the order will be, will be 76ers, Nets, Bucks will be the top three, and then it gets jumbled. Uh, Hawks have 24 losses. Hornets have 24 losses. Heat have 25. Knicks and Celtics have 26. Pacers have 27, and then the Bulls have 28. All those teams could finish as high as 6th or as low as 10th. Play those teams, or at least look at the opportunities for those teams because, you know, in a world in which you don't get an honest effort, you don't get a true, you know, idea of who wants to play and who is playing that night. Those teams, if they're not starting their main guys, you know, the final three weeks of the regular season, then, then they just they don't care at all. They're, they're stupid. Um, and in the West – you know, it really kind of starts with, um, you know, probably the Lakers, to tell you the truth, the way they're losing. They're sitting in the number five spot with 19 losses, Portland at 20, Dallas 21, Memphis 23. Then you got the Spurs and Warriors at 24, 27, and the Pelicans at 28. Uh, you know, I don't think the, they would fall that far down, but it, it all kind of, you know, somewhere you got to draw the line in the sand, probably at San Antonio with 24 losses. How about the Lakers having to play in a play-in game? Ooh. Would the NBA and the Fox and the four-letter network rather be sweating that out that they lose in the first round and be out and not even make the postseason? Oh, uh, how great would that be? That would be great. All right, opposite picks. We'll close out hour number one next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That's, uh, you can't tell too much there, but that is uh, Sam Darnold celebrating after finding out that uh, he was traded to the Carolina Panthers uh, two days ago. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You know, one, 
it, it's probably Darnold's way of saying, screw you, New York Jets. You know, because I don't think he's actually sitting around with his entire family just waiting for news to come down that he was traded. You know, this was a bit of a surprise. You know, um, I, I don't think there were that, that, that many people thought he was going to get traded. You know, I, I think most people thought the Jets were going to be taking a kid from BYU, which is still not, a, you know, absolute, but it, it looks like it. Um, but I don't think he's sitting around with his family, you know, 24-7 and have a camera rolling, you know, waiting for news to come down, you know. So you want to tell me that was orchestrated just a little bit? Uh, you know what? I think I, I, I do believe that. I, I do. But that's okay. You know what? You're the third overall pick, and he was labeled a scapegoat with his Jets team. Listen, he did. He did. He was awful. He wasn't any really good at USC. He had some decent games, but it's the Pac-12. You know, they, they make every single USC quarterback be the next, uh, you know, Todd Marinovich. Um, literally. And actually, they are. But you know what I mean? I'm making a joke there. They, they make every single USC and, and Pac-12 quarterback be the greatest thing in the world because they throw for 400 yards. No one plays a lick of defense. You and I could throw for 400 yards in a Pac-12, right? So they brought this kid in. Shouldn't have been the third overall pick. Uh, best running back disappears. Wide receivers disappearing. He's got the mono. He's got the, you know, he, he's just had three years of disaster and they needed a scapegoat and they made it him. But when you watch him play, I, I must say, you know, he didn't look good. You know, there's certain quarterbacks that you can see are being held back. And then there are certain quarterbacks that are just not helping the situation. He was part of the problem. I do believe that he, he's just, you know, he's Mitchell Trubisky light. Uh, and that's even, you know, saying something. So I don't think he's going to have any success at all in Carolina. But this was his way of saying, screw you, New York Jets. I'm happy you traded me. Thank goodness. Hour number one of the books. Hour number two coming up. 